The dynamic duo in the backfield for the Clemson Tigers will be the biggest reason they're successful offensively in 2023. And I'll tell you why next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as the co-host for the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And guys, welcome back Go Tigers. You already know. I appreciate you guys as always, your family. And it's nothing but love coming this way. And I appreciate y'all for being my everydayers and tapping in with me, especially on YouTube. Uh, you know, for those who subscribe and continue to do that. Uh, but but I appreciate y'all, man. We got a nice show, man. We're gonna talk about the offensive strengths uh for 2023 uh for the Clemson Tigers. You know, that dynamic duo in the backfield, that dynamic running back duo. Will Shipley and Phil Maffa. And we're going to get into the offensive line. It's pointed upward. It's trending upward, right? Turning into a strength. As well as on the brow, talking about some more recruiting, another four-star offensive lineman is putting Clemson in their top 10. But let's go ahead and get started with those running backs because you know that's my favorite position, guys. So, listen, what you see and and what we're going to be – what we have to understand is, yes, with K. Klubnick at at, at the quarterback position – this team will go as far as the running game will take them. And when you look at the depth chart, of course, at number number one, the, the RB1 is Will Shipley, right? Uh, right behind him is Phil Maffa. Then we have Dominique Thomas, Keith Adams rounding up the, the third and fourth spot. But then also you're looking at uh, Jarvis Green and Jay Haynes, who will also be joining the team later this summer as well. So when you look at what you're going to have, I mean, those other, those other four names, you know, Dominique, Keith, Jarvis, Jay, um, those guys rounding out the the last couple spots on the on the depth chart and on the roster for the running backs. While they may be talented backs, right? This team is going to be a two headed run game. I, I truly envision that. Uh, when you look at Will Shipley, one of the most the not dynamic and versatile running backs in 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 the nation right now. You know, I mean, especially for him, you know, with the NFL draft coming up, I'm expecting teams to have their eyes on this young man because he can do it all. He can run between the tackles, he can run in the zone game and attack the perimeter, but also catches the ball out of the backfield and he returns kicks. So you think about the ability that this young man career kickoff average is 26 yards. Oh, you know, 704 uh, you know, uh, career kick kickoff yards with I think 27 uh kickoff returns, but He's so talented and, you know, he's going to be the lead back, right? Like, you know, for his career right now, over here, Clemson, 1,900 yards rushing, 26 total touchdowns um, on 359 career attempts. So, like, this this young man is – and then we have, like, 54 career receptions is good. Don't get it twisted. But we haven't even seen the best of what he can be uh, in terms of really feeding him and giving him a full workload. And that's what's really, really intriguing to me for this season is because, okay, what we're going to deal with and what we're going to see with him is simply – like feeding the beast. And I think, especially with Phil Maffa, when you start, you know, factoring him in, 
I would like to see them both on the field at the same time. And I'm going to tell you why I say that, ladies and gentlemen, because I feel like you can really, especially in this new offense for Garrett Riley, he used both his running backs last year. Now, granted, I talked about with Kendra, you know, with Kendra Miller, he was the lead back. And um, I forget the other, the, the secondary back, the second running back's name, but um, he came in, especially because Kendra dealt with some injuries towards back end of the season heading into the, the college football playoffs. But nonetheless, you had two talented backs and he knew how to use them both. They were two different style runners, too. That's the crazy part. And it's the same thing here where you have Phil Moffa, who I believe is more of the physical, more physical of the two in terms of him and Shipley. But, um, you know, just kind of, you know, looking over everything like Shipley in this offense, God, Shipley really believes that he he's pumped to be in his office. He said, I've got some hurdles to get over with that. So pumped about Coach Riley and the things that I think are going to come to fruition this year. I'll really be able to show people what I can do. That that said, this is from, you know, uh, Will Shipley catching the ball in the backfield, playing in the slot, just being able to create miss, uh, create matchups anywhere on the field. That is what you love to hear. That's why you bring in a, a Garrett Riley. That's why you bring in a new OC because – for all the stuff that you know, all the, the production and the success that, that Will Shipley has had since you know uh coming into to, to Death Valley, the fact he feel like he hasn't even shown everything, that's scary for that should be scary. The, the defensive coordinators in the ACC should be concerned, they should be worried because this young man has been a baller, been a beast since he got there. But now he's at an offense coordinator that's gonna move him around really and flex him into the slot and just allow him to be a mismatch weapon. That's what you. That's what you love to hear. Um, and, and crazy enough, Shipley said went on to say he doesn't believe or view himself as a running back. He's just a football player. His quote: "I don't think I like to think of myself uh, as I don't like to think of myself rather as a running back. But at the same time, I don't ever want people to think I won't take twenty carries in between the tackles. I love it. I love that stuff, and I love getting hit, man. That's what people don't realize about me. You can ask my teammates, but I'm just crazy out there." Once I switch into f- that football player mode, I love every part of it. And guys, listen, that's what you want to hear from your star back. You know, no, yeah, I don't want to be viewed as just a running back because we know the narrative, especially going into the NFL draft, running backs don't matter, so forth and so on, all that craziness, right? But you don't want to be labeled as just a running back. You want people to know, hey, I'm versatile, man. I can run routes. I can line up out wide. You can put me on linebackers, safeties, even some course, and I can get the job done. Uh, and and I, I love that. You know, in terms of Phil Moffa, you know, so far in his career, you know, he's coming off career highs from 2022, 98 carries, 515 yards, four touchdowns, as well as adding nine catches for 48 yards over the last 14 games last season. He only had one start. Uh, but when you, you know, you look at, you know, just his career, you know, entering 2023, 166 rushing attempts for 807 yards, seven touchdowns, 16 receptions for 98 yards, and only 478 offensive stat- snaps over 23 career games. And the wild part about it is Moffa thought about transferring. That's what's so crazy about this, that we could have been without our, what some people say, 1A, 1B, in terms of our, you know, to the top RBs on this, on this, this roster. Moffa said, you know, um, he, he thought about transferring, but Clemson's where he wants to be. I could have been anywhere else, but this is just a place for me, Moffa said during the spring. I just realized where I really wanted to be and where God called me to be after talking to my family and talking really to God, which is which which is what matters most of all. I feel like I came to the decision that this is where I want to be and this is where I originally wanted to be. So you look at what, what you're going to have with Moffa. You, you come 
coming in with two guys who are, I would say, um, best way to put it, they're focused, um, determined. And I love it, right? Like these are two very like heavy, like their mindset right now is where you want it to be, right? Like, and you can't change that. You know, like you can't coach that into into a player. A player has to have; they want to have to want that for themselves to be that that focused and that determined. And both of these guys, they're ready to rock and roll. And I can't wait to see what this what this offense is going to look like. Because, like I said, yes, Cake Klubnik is back there. You want to? I know it's the new shiny toy. Comes from fans. I get it, baby. You want to let that young man sling the the pigskin all over the field? Just throw the ball everywhere. You know. High, low reads. You you want him thirty five attempts a game, right? You want you want him to throw the ball a lot. But I would I would just be weary and say, listen, you can't forget about the run game. When you have two talented backs who complement each other well, both can catch out of the backfield. One can kind of operate. I know, and I know the comps. I'm telling you, as, as an NFL draft analyst and scout, the comps that are going to be thrown around for Will Shipley when he does declare for the draft are Christian McCaffrey, and it's low hanging fruit. I absolutely hate it because it. Christian McCaffrey is such a monster, and, and at Stanford is such a monster in the NFL. Put such a just a, a a really big umbrella of pressure on Will Shipley's name to come out and be like Christian McCaffrey. But you just look at what he brings to the table: super versatile, uh, super talented. And I think this this running back, this two headed running attack, is going to help Kate Klubman get settled early in games if they lean on it. Garrett Riley, the OC, leans on that run game early. And allow it to dictate the defense's coverages, their their front seven looks, everything else, where they have to gear up. Like, you know what? I can't play too high. I got to bring a safety down. Got to roll that guy down in the box and go to cover one middle of the field close, right, where I can now have one-on-one with uh, those explosive weapons that I, I believe the Clemson, you know, Cole Turner, Antonio Williams, and those guys returning, I think that they will be able to really push uh, the envelope, guys, in my personal opinion. But like I said, getting the run game going. And what's a better way to get the run game going? It starts up front. I'm Coming up next, I'm going to talk about the offensive line and why I believe it's trending towards being a strength for the 2023 college football season. Guys, looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugars and calories, then you need to try the best-tasting protein bar ever, that's Built Bar, Built Puffs. You got to give them a try, guys. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, uh, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just a thing for you, Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't even know that they're good for you, guys. I promise you, I can attest to this. You got to try it. What makes them so good, they're made out of 100% or they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. You heard me correct, 100% real dark chocolate. They have unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and my personal favorite, which is cookies and creams. So you can do like me and go to a local Walmart, the pharmacy section, grab a four-bar box of, of Built Bars. Or you can go to your local Sam's Club and get the specialty flavors while they're there. Or you can allow us to help you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON15 and you get 15% off your next order. The big boys, the trenches. Trench warfare is where games are won and lost at every level of football. High school, Pop Warner, high school, 
college, especially in the NFL. If you cannot win the line of scrimmage, it's going to be very difficult for your offense to find rhythm, to be effective, and, and even to create any type of explosive plays, whether it's deep passing game or explosive plays in the run game. And as I just talked about with this that two with the two-headed rushing attack with Phil Maffa and Will Shipley for the Clemson Tigers this coming fall, the part the, the guys that's going to help them be successful is this offensive line. And what, what, what I'm really intrigued by center will Putman, which you guys heard me talk about on my first, my first episode, I believe it was my first episode last week. I talked about will Putman. Um, and, and he's, you know, per his quote that, you know, when you look back at the, the successful years in Clemson's best years, the offensive line could be trusted between eight to 10 players to play. And he feels like this Tigers team are back to that level uh, for 2023. Uh, When you look at, you know, just the the multi-year starters on the offensive line, Marcus Tate and Walker Parks at right guard or at the guard spots, right? While Blake Miller is back at right tackle after starting every game as a true freshman. Listen, this young man had some struggles at times last year as a true freshman, but that's to be expected. Now what, you, what you're looking for and what you're hoping to see from Blake is for him to be a bigger, stronger, more experienced version of himself and, and taking that next step. Uh, you know, Mitchell Hayes, uh, with Tate, you know, last year Tate suffered a knee injury in the season. Mitchell Hayes filled in for him. And Mitchell Mays, I'm sorry. And Mays has started multiple games and is capable of playing both tackle and guard. Then you think about the former five-star, uh, you know, and Tristan Lay and, and Colin Sadler, a, form, a former four-star, are the leading count candidates to follow McFadden at left tackle, but Tate can also play. So, guys, the main thing is that when you look at this offensive line, there's, there's versatility, there's experience, um, and there's athleticism and power. There, there's just a mixed bag of guys that mesh well together. So the main thing for them now is, okay, how do we, um, you know, really get those, like get the best five out there, right? That's what's, that's what's summer camp and, you know, in late summer camp going into the fall before the season. That's what those things are really going to really, those things are going to be so important in, in, in camp to see who's the best five. And it's not just, okay, yes, the best five talents, but the guys that work the best. Because the offensive line, the communication, uh, you know, being able to help one another if you're uncovered, being a bumper, uh, you know, looking out for your teammates, things of that nature, that's important. And that's vastly important to the success of a uh, a offensive line. So not just getting the five best talents out there, but the five best talents that mesh well together. They're going to communicate. They're going to work as one, you know, like you think about one sound, one band. You think about like, you know, for those who who were in the band growing up through high school, it's one sound, one band, right? And that's how it is on the offensive line. It's one group. No one man is bigger than the group. Because, yes, if you lock your side down at left tackle, but your right tackle is getting beat or your right guard is getting beat, your center is getting put on his back. It doesn't really matter how good you are. You have to be, uh, you you have to be a, a, a cohesive unit. And for this run game, I think they should, like I said, like I said in the last in the last segment, coming out early, especially in the season, getting again. Kate is a first year starter, first year starter. This is his first year. You don't want him going out there dealing with. It's going to happen, right? Dealing with the jitters and. The, the butterflies and all that stuff and being anxious and excited, being too amped up and stuff like that. That's going to happen. That's just because he's human. That's human emotion. That's going to happen. But how do you settle him down? The run game. And how can the run game get be effective and get going? The offensive line. And, and the, th- the biggest thing is that, you know, listen to Putman and reading this quote, Putman said, I, you know, I think we'll have a lot of guys who are interchangeable. 
I think a lot of guys are going to be able to play, and I think that's going to help our new offense. That this kind of fast tempo offense, because guys are going to going to be juiced and ready to go. Maybe some guys can get a breather, and we'll just keep it rolling. And that's that's big too, because you think about it. You you rarely ever hear now again because you want to be cohesive. You know, taking guys in and out of the lineup like it could mess with like cohesiveness and chemistry. But if it's only for a play or two, it's okay, right? So some of the, especially with like like in that in that quote from um, Senator Will Putnam, Putnam, sorry, I was saying Putnam this whole time, Putnam, um, like with this offense gonna be fast paced. Uh, you know, if you turn if you go and watch TCU last year, you saw an offense that will move with tempo, especially when they have positive games. So when they're moving with tempo, yes, guys are gonna get a little get a little gassed. So you want to. Give them a couple of breaks, you know, maybe five to seven plays. Let them get their win back. And typically, you see that on the defensive side of the ball, where hey, we have a talented front four, but we got three guys on the bench that we can bring off in the fourth quarter and have fresh legs. And having fresh legs on the offensive line can help as well. So guys aren't slow out of this out of their starts. Guys aren't sluggish or lethargic or lackadaisical and different things of that nature. You want to have that depth, and you want to have guys that you can trust. And if you feel like you can trust the offensive line to make the right plays and, and, and guys that come in and play well, listen, that's, you can't beat that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying, you can't beat it. So you want that, right? And some names, you know, second team guys, you know, Jordan, you got Jordan uh, McFadden, they talked about Matt uh, Bach, Horst, Kate Stewart, uh, you know, things like that, that was on the second team, you know, just kind of over the years. So like you, you want to put yourself and we've seen multiple guys go to the NFL with John Simpson, Jackson Carmen, um, you know, I think McFadden was was drafted this year. So like you you think about this offensive line and, and the guys that are there. I absolutely love Will Putnam. Um and when we're watching him on tape, I think he's gonna be having the depth, being able to be versatile. Having that, those guys are interchangeable, not just complete guard, but they can kick out the tackle. Like, that's that's rare to have so many guys. And you think about, I'm going to tell you, a team that comes to mind in college football that has done this over the over the past couple of years, Alabama. You know, Evan Neal uh, played right tackle. He played left tackle. He played some guard. Like, they, they, they've done it. You know, he was a top 10 pick in the 2022 NFL draft for the, to, to the New York Giants. So, the, the, we've seen this. Where like Alabama's had multiple guys, I think Jedrick Wills, who plays for the Browns, he was at right tackle at one point in early in his career. He flipped to left. So having guys that can be um, moved around, right, and, and it allows it to, hey, if someone's hurt, you got a guard that can kick the tackle. That ah, that's chef's kiss. That that that's where you can not just get you out of a pinch, but that can play six to seven games. That's incredible depth and, and, and versatility, and that's what you want. So the most important group for the 2023 uh, Clemson Tigers offense, of course, as always, starts in the trenches. It is the offensive line, but you're talking about starting in the trenches. We got another four-star offensive lineman, big boy, who has Clemson ranked in his top six. We're going to get more into offensive line talk on the prowl coming up next. Oh, I, I hope you all like the name, family. I, I, I was trying to find a name because I try to talk about recruiting uh, at least once once a show. And um, so I had to think about the segment name, you know, trying to get, get, get fun with it, have some fun with it on the prowl, right? The Clemson Tigers are on the prowl looking for more four- and five-star recruits. And uh, they, they got a guy, a top 
top rated, one of the top rated tackles in the nation. Uh, just you know, this I think this past Thursday put Clemson in their in his top six. Michael Winnie, U I N I, six seven two ninety four star recruit for ESPN rivals and twenty four seven sports. ESPN had him has him rated as a top five. He's number four ranked offensive tackle in the nation. Rivals has him rated as a top 20. He's number 20th on the dot for them in terms of offensive tackles. And 24-7 has him rated as a number 14th offensive tackle in the 2024 class. So what does that say? High praise. This young man is talented, uh, you know, a good mover. And that's what you really want to look for, guys. Like you want someone that's going to come in and make all the necessary plays in the in the game, right? Like for, for a big boy, 6'7", 290, like he he he's 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 a finisher, and I like that about him, right? He, he, I, again, you know, I talked about on the, on, on one of the previous offensive linemen, um, you know, on, on the prowl segments before it was called on the prowl uh, last week. I talked about you know one of their one of the offensive linemen that they're targeting and just bringing the attitude to the offensive line, and I want that for this team because again, like I talked about in the past two segments, first segment the, the two the the rushing attack, right? But what can't the rushing attack? Why can't the rushing attack be what it wants to be without the offensive line, which is becoming a strength for 2023? So you need physicality. You need to. You need athleticism. You need arm length and all that good stuff, but you need to be physical. And with Michael, this young man watching this tape, you see him like he blocks like a guard in the run game. Like coming, talking about coming off the ball with with quickness and power, as well as <clears throat> excuse me, coming off the ball with. Like this, just kind of aggressiveness and reckless abandon for the health of his of his of his opponent, man. He he will literally put guys in the dirt, and that's what you look for in the offensive lineman. So to, again, to help the run game, uh, you know, especially with all the talented young backs that are on this roster behind Phil Moffa and Will Shipley. So with Michael Winnie, like I said, six seven two ninety. Looking at this young man, I'm like I'm asking the question. All right, top six. Hey, we got to finish this. We got to finish this, man. Hunting for the prey on the prowl. Let's go out, get him in for 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 more visits. Uh, you know what I mean? Bring him in this fall and really see what we can get out of him and see what we can what we can do. Right now, his top six: Georgia. Like we got some competition, guys. Got some competition. Georgia Bulldogs, Alabama Crimson Tide, Michigan Wolverines, the Texas Longhorns, the Florida Gators, and of course the Clemson Tigers. So this, you know, he he tweeted that out. You know, blessed top six. Where are we going? And, and, you know, he, he, he came into for a campus visit back in March. And of course he received an offer. Uh, and, and right now, like I said, he, he's a top five, you know, for, for ESPN. He's not only is he the top, uh, the number four ranked offensive tackle, he's also the number 64th player overall in the nation on their board. So get excited about this. Like top six, I know it's not top three or top two yet, but, you're telling me there's a chance. There is a chance. We, we got to get there. And it's going to take, take time. You know, like I said, these big games, and Clemson, and I continue to say this, Clemson has some big games on the, on the schedule this, this year, right? You think about the, the, the matchup with Duke. You think about uh, Florida State. Uh, you know, all of these the, the ACC is going to be very competitive. And with these games on the, on, on the, on the schedule, you want to bring in Michael. Let him experience that Tiger atmosphere, right? Let him experience watching them run down the hill with Dabo Sweeney. And I, I, I don't know how old Dabo is, but he be booking. He he picks him up and put him down. I don't know what his forty time is, and I know it's kind of you know it'll be a little little Wade, 
you know, because of that slope that he's running down. But, but that will be moving, man. So if you can, you know, the main thing I think for me is bring him there. Allow him to, to feel the aura, the, the crowd, everything. Then you go out there and win that big game. And let them feel not just the pregame. This is one thing for the crowd and the team energy to be hot, sky high pregame. But can it match that postgame when you win? Right? Can can let them feel the 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 what he can feel, the love he's going to receive after winning a big game in the ACC. Right? There's no, you know, what I'm saying in the ACC conference, you're trying to get to the ACC championship game, and 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 you need to show these recruits, hey man. This is what you want to be. This is what you want to be a part of. I promise you, you want to be a part of this. And if these young men really appreciate that, right? NIL, of course, plays a part, but the, the environment plays a, a big part as well. So when you have one of the best offensive tackles in the nation, like I said, I, I'm, I'm excited to see him. Dominant run blocker, real physical, big. And when you watch him on tape, like I said, that six seven stands out. You know it's him. Uh, some of these guys just don't look the part. You know, you see the foot uh, quickness, the ability to change direction and mirror rushers, but also pass off twists and stunts. Um, you know, good IQ for a young man as well, the football IQ, right? So he has a lot of the things that you that you absolutely look for and you want, and, and just be able to protect that outside shade. Uses his, his, I always talk about offensive linemen using your length in terms of your arm your arm length and your wingspan, right? Use it like a boxer, right? You, you, we've seen, if you watch boxing, that's the reach advantage. You box from your, you box from your distance, that jab, that jab keeps guys off, uh, off base and, and they can't get to you. So um, I, that's what, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking, you know, looking forward to keeping an eye on Michael and seeing where he goes. Uh, and hopefully he, he becomes a tiger uh, as this, as the, the recruiting process goes on, but that's on the proud guys. Like I said, we talked about the dynamic running back duo, Phil Maffa, Will Shipley, talking about this offensive line that's trending upward for 2023, and Michael Winnie, a uh, top five offensive tackle, has Clemson and uh, one of the top 100 players in the, in the nation, top seven per ESPN, has Clemson in his top six. So, guys, let's keep keep an eye on these recruits, and we're going to try to and go, we're going to continue on the prowl. So, I can bring that to you. But I appreciate y'all for tapping in with me as always, man. Uh, go so go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Go you know continue to go subscribing for free on YouTube, and like I said, just show me love, man. I appreciate all the love. You know, you guys are definitely showing me a lot interacting with me, so uh, I appreciate you. I thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson Podcast your first listen today and every day. And thank y'all for being the every single day, or Monday through Friday. I love y'all, man. Y'all are family. And uh, tomorrow we're gonna get back into some more Clemson Clemson content, man. We're gonna talk K Clubnik. And somebody has him as an emerging star heading into 2023 for college football. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. But in terms of Twitter, you can follow, follow me, find me, and follow me. Uh, you know, I'm Damian Parsh. You can find me, follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Tigers.